Hey, welcome back to Becky Wells Tailgate to Kickoff. I'm Ryan Horvat at home today. Got a flat tire. It works out great because right after the show, I just get to turn my computer off and uh, watch the game. So it works out great. We just talked with Kelly Ford from thelines.com. Really good stuff. Give him a follow, K Ford Ratings on Twitter. Now we're going to talk with Kelly in Vegas, Wager Talk owner. Host a bet on it on Twitter, Kelly in Vegas. And Kelly, uh, last week, not the best, but this week we're looking to bounce back. I actually had a good college football week other than Clemson, but unfortunately NFL just just tore me apart. Really quick, are you alive in Survivor still, NFL? Are you dead? I am. So I, I will say this. I go a little overboard. This year I had nine entries. I still have eight of nine, which is wild. Uh, I got very lucky. I told everybody, I said, the Texans are going to win outright. Do not take the Jags. Obviously, very big, prominent Las Vegas contest. Everybody took the Jags. So very nice to see 40% of the pool out there. This week is tough. I'm not going to lie to you. I I had to decide, am I going to burn a Christmas team? Am I going to burn a Thanksgiving team? Because last week, I went really easy. I said, all right, I'm taking the Niners on Thursday night. I'm going to cheer for chaos on Sunday. Yeah, and we were, yeah, I, I, that's, that's what I'm going. I was like looking, this is not, not a great week. I mean, not oh, it's really terrifying. a great week for Survivor. I am going to, I do think uh, a I'm lot of people San are going to take Chiefs. Though. Yeah, you have to take, you have to, if you have not burned San Francisco, See, you have to take them, absolutely. Chiefs scare me a little bit, and I was trying to make the terrifying. case for the Jets, and now, now we're down to eight and a half, but the thing about the Jets, like, you make the case for their defense. Right now, they're outside the top 20 defensively, and for, offensively it's just three and out after three and out and I think the defense I think guys are going to start quitting here soon for the Jets unless they replace Zach Wilson so that's a scary one for me anyway it's a college show so we'll talk some uh, college football we were talking off the air and the problem with doing the show on Saturday morning is sometimes you miss the best of the number but we're putting out content all week so that's why you got to give us a foul we're doing this all week long so let's talk about some of these games and let's actually start with Baylor because they've been a bit of a disappointment. They're, they're one of the youngest teams in the country. But the thing you always count on with Baylor is they're usually pretty tough defensively with Dave Aranda. Not the case this year outside the top 100. Passing offense, though, they're top 20 in the country. They might get Blake Shapin back. What do you think about Baylor today as, uh, as dogs? Now, again, you could have had 11 and a half, 12. That number continues to go down. But what do you think about the Bears today? Yeah, I get, I get really great information sometimes, Ryan, and that's the nice part about being a Big 12 girl. Uh, I got word that Blake was going to be back for this one. I took 12 and a half earlier in the week. I know it's down to nine in some spots, but this wasn't actually even a play on Baylor, right? We know Baylor's just looked so mediocre outside of that Utah game where you got very lucky if you had the right number there or you got very unlucky if you had six and a half. But man... I think this is going to be a really good spot for them to get out of Waco, right? This team needs to regroup. As I mentioned, Blake Shapin coming back, Dom Richard coming back, and a few others. And that's going to be a great thing here. Because if you watch this Golden Knights team the other night against my Kansas State Wildcats, you know what? They got gashed. 536 yards, just absolutely dominated. I think Richardson could have 100-plus yards on the ground. I also know that the bounce house is a very tough place to play, but good news is for the Bears, it's a 3.30 Eastern kick. It could still be rocking, but I do think UCF's defense is an absolute and utter liability. I think Baylor can really exploit it here. Excited to see if shaping can stay upright. I think they can actually win this game. I agree. As long as he doesn't throw like six picks in the first half, I think we might be money there. Here's one where like the casuals don't understand how good Spencer Rattler's been this season. I would have him quarterback number three. Like you got Drake May, you got Caleb Williams, obviously. Spencer Rattler, 
behind a poor offensive line with no run game has been excellent this season. They're 11 and a half point road dogs to Tennessee today in a game where the total 60 and a half. What do you like there? Yeah, I did take the Gamecocks plus 12 in this one. And I think there's been some numbers that we need to look at, right? One, everybody just wants to pass the eye test on paper, but you got to dig a little deeper. Let's look who South Carolina's played. Georgia, North Carolina, Mississippi State. So, of course, their defense looks terrible on paper. And that's just what's going to happen when you play air raid type offenses like that. And I think this Vols team is going to get a lot of people going, oh, look how bad they got killed last year. They're going to try to get some next season revenge. Well, unfortunately for the Vols, that last season offense is in the rearview mirror at this point in time. And since we were talking about scheduling, let's look and see who the Vols have played. I don't think they've even been tested outside of that game in Gainesville. Virginia, Austin P, UTSA. Kelly Ford was just talking about how much he's downgraded the Roadrunners. I did not understand this line at all. Granted, I understand South Carolina's defense, again, doesn't look that great. But again, look who they've played. I would not be surprised to see this one like a 31-27 type game. Either way, I know it's really tough to get the outright win in Neyland, but I think I'm going to call for it. What do you think about San Diego State today? Ten and a half point dogs taking on the Air Force in a game where the total is 42 and a half. Minus 115 right oh, now, bet MGM to the over. Of course it's 42 and a half. Did you see the game last year? 13 to three. <laughs> it was just an absolute utter snooze fest. And I'm okay with that if I'm getting double digits with the Aztecs. And the Aztecs have really owned Air Force. Nine of their last 10 here. Yes, they did get the loss last year, but I was on San Diego State last Friday night, and maybe if Jalen Maiden does not fumble on that one-yard line, game could have went the other way. I think San Diego State always has this game circled. Falcons, absolutely incredible defense. We know you cannot run the ball against them, but the good news is the Aztecs don't really try to run the ball anyway. I think this is going to be a really tight game, and 10 and a half earlier in the week was an absolute utter gift. All right, you said that you don't like a whole lot on the card today, so I'm going to try to talk you into a couple of really quickly, okay, here? Okay. Um, so LSU, Ole Miss, what do you think about the total, 67 and a half? What do you think about Ole Miss today as uh, two and a half point dogs? Any chance Lane could get that signature win in the SEC? And it's a perfect Brian Kelly choke spot, in my opinion. Oh, well, there's always a perfect Brian Kelly choke spot, right? And that's kind of my issue here. I am not sure who Ole Miss is, right? We've yeah. seen them show a lot of prowess, right? We know what we get from Lane. I think Lane is an excellent coach, but I'm not sure I figured out this team's identity just yet, right? So you have like, I wouldn't call it a letdown spot, but a lot of people thought Ole Miss was going to win that game last week against Alabama. And really in the second half there, it was all Crimson Tide. Now, you're not really looking ahead because it's LSU. LSU still, like, arguably probably the third best team in the SEC. But you're right, man. We're looking at Brian Kelly as a favorite, and he does well in that role. 5-0, and straight up and against the spread, when he's less than a three-point favorite on the road. I think this is a tough one. I, you mentioned I don't like a lot on the card this week. Last week was not great for me. I was looking for a bounce-back spot, so I kept it really, really tight on this week's list. All right, we missed the best of the number. I kind of like Troy. It's down to one and a half. They were three-point dogs earlier in the week. I just I feel like the number's about right here. And Georgia State, 4-0 this season. Troy has two losses. But you look at those losses. They lost to your Kansas State squad on the road, so not a bad loss. And then they lost to James Madison, who's really good. 
And then you you know you look at they only beat Western Kentucky by three last week. I think Troy's going to be the best team Georgia State's seen so far. Georgia State's going to want to run the ball, especially with Granger, their quarterback. And I think Troy might be able to shut that down. What do you think about that one? Any chance I could talk you into Troy at a bad number right now, one and a half? Or because no, you, know you can never, away. you can never talk me into betting a bad number. No, all jokes aside, sometimes it's best to just say, you know what, we're going to pass because we missed the best of the number, and that's where it gets a little tough. I will say this: Troy had some really explosive plays against my Kansas State Wildcats, and truth be told, that was the only Troy game I've watched all season, and that's the interesting part about them. But I do think. Georgia State is a very disciplined team. I think this is going to be a coin flip, just like the line suggests. All right, and then I got the best bet today. Now, we missed the number, geez, 13 right now. Uh, I like oh, TCU boy. at 11. I like. I think TCU wins this game by two touchdowns. So you got West Virginia on the road. They got three straight home games, and now they're back on the road. And TCU's run defense, nobody's talking about this. They got embarrassed by Colorado, but since then, one of the better run defenses in the country, 17th. They're giving up only 2.4 yards per carry. Their pass defense is out this, outside the top 100. And I know it looks like actually Garrett Green's going to play in this game for West Virginia, which I don't know, man. I mean, he's coming back from an injury here. TCU's offense, we were talking about this off air, looks a little bit better. They're averaging 38 points per game, tied for 23rd in the nation. Still moving at a quick pace for Sonny Dykes. Uh, about 300 passing yards. 208 rushing yards, so 20th in the country rushing the ball, and then 23rd in passing offense. I like TCU against West Virginia. I don't think West Virginia is very good. Um, but we look at it, man, now up to 14 over at BetMGM. What do you think about that one? Any chance I could talk you into TCU today? Not at 14. Unfortunately, I'd like to see maybe somebody comes back on it. But, man, I made this game 14, Ryan, and that's just because TCU – since they got beat up by Colorado in the first game, they've quietly rattled off three straight. I bet against them a couple weeks ago with Houston thinking, all right, this TCU team is not as good as we thought. No, you mentioned averaging 38 points a game, 11th ranked in total offense. I think Chandler Morris is kind of starting to come into his own there. Nine touchdowns on the season. You know, we'll see. Amani Bailey, can he run against West Virginia? I'm not a Neil Brown fan. I actually considered West Virginia last week over Texas Tech, and I just could not do it. I did take them in the backyard brawl. Got very lucky to get the, the nice cover there. Overall, I'm with you. I lean the Horn Frogs, but at 14, I got to pass. We got about 60 seconds before we let you go. In your opinion, who's the most impressive team in the country right now? Like, if you were going to play a future and you could just throw a price out of there, uh, who do you like the most? You know, I hear people make the case for Michigan, but they haven't even covered a number. They haven't had to. People still bring up Georgia. I don't think Georgia's very good this season, to be honest with you. I don't think the SEC is very good. The ACC is loaded. The Pac-12 is loaded. Who do you like this year the most? You know, it's interesting you say that. I've kind of went back and forth on who I actually thought was going to make the college football playoff. I'm going to give Texas the nod here, Ryan, and I get a lot of flack for being a Texas hater, but this team Same. looks to be the real deal. We'll see. Hey, you know, a lot of people think that they're looking ahead. They're not looking ahead this week to Oklahoma. KU has absolutely owned this Texas team. Even when KU was a 3-4 win team, they put Texas on the ropes. I think Texas has this one circled and plans to lay the hammer today. Kelly, thanks so much. That's Kelly in Vegas, Wager Talk owner and host of Bet On It. Good luck today with your three games, and we'll talk again next week. Thanks, Ryan.
Really good stuff right there from Kelly. Right now, we got the uh, fastest 40 seconds. Going to try to get to every bet that I have today. We got the under 47 in Alabama, Mississippi State. I don't know how Mississippi State moves the ball against that Alabama defense. I think Alabama's going to look to run the ball and get out of dodge. TCU at best number, which is now 14. I like Michigan State, 12.5 point dogs. I think they beat Iowa outright. Iowa cannot move the football right now. Ole Miss, 2.5 point dogs, the over 67. Memphis is three point favorites. And then we like Eastern Michigan, plus eight against Central Michigan. We'll be back next Saturday. That's the BetQL tailgate to kick off. I'm Ryan Horvath. Catch me on BetMGM tonight, Monday through Friday, 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern.